All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? How's it going? What's happening? Where are we at today? What day is today? Monday. You know, I'm recording this. You know when I'm recording it. I'm, I'm recording it yesterday. And I'm hoping that some tickets for the Willie Nelson birthday celebration come through. I don't know yet. I'm recording this in midday and I'm waiting. I've, I've worked I've worked every connection I have. I didn't know it was going to happen. Someone someone told me Keith was going to be there. So I don't know. It's it's a stretch. Yeah, I don't know anybody for what am I going to have? I'm going to pester Keith's publicist. I'm going to call the Stones publicist. Hey, you know, could you let Keith know I'm around? And, you know, I've got several of the, the beanies. And, uh, you know, he'll, he probably he might remember me, but I'll wear I'll wear the Keith beanie that I pestered you about. And uh, I'll just I'll meet them backstage. I'll just hang out in the wings for their set. Even I'll you know, say hi to Willie. And I, many people are probably wondering why haven't I had Willie? I, I don't think Willie in general. It's been my sense is a big conversationalist. Um, that's my sense. And my dad's wife, Rosie, is probably the biggest Willie Nelson fan in the world. Seen him many times, has many T-shirts. I might have told you this, and I don't think she'll mind me uh, sharing it again, but she has a um, a bedspread, a quilt, that is made primarily out of Willie Nelson concert T-shirts. There's some others. There's some other country uh, acts involved in the quilt, but uh, it is all the T-shirts. I guess there's a company that just does that, but uh, that's how big of a fan she is while she's laying in bed with my cranky old, you know, uh, slowly losing it. Dad, she's just covered by Willie Nelson's. It's sweet. I gave her her. I gave her the uh, new Willie album, which is actually very good. That guy has put out at least 100 records. I mean, it's crazy. I get a lot of old Willie records and you're, you don't even know. It's like, is this just another cover for? another record or is this a whole different record there's those country dudes put records out man put them out so we'll see he's it's his 90th birthday party kit uh is very excited i hope they come through i feel like we're close to uh to being able to go i I feel like it'd be sort of a life-changing event for kit maybe even me to see old keith do some country music um but yeah that's that's what I'm anticipating. That's what I'm waiting for as I talk to you now. Um, today on the show, uh, I talked to Titus Burgess. He's an actor and a singer. He's been on Broadway. He was in The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. He's on the new Apple TV Plus series, Schmigadoon. He's also released several solo albums. Uh, we were in the Respect movie together. I met him on the set of Respect. He played... Uh, James Cleveland is a big part. And he actually has a lot to say about James Cleveland and about the influence the man had on modern music. It was interesting to talk to Titus because I, I don't know a lot of his work. I didn't watch Kimmy Schmidt. Um, and I knew he did the work on Broadway. I've watched some of his, uh, his work uh, on YouTube on Broadway. I watched a little bit of uh, Schmigadoon. I kind of went on a deep dive with him into his solo music career. And there was an album that he had recorded for the church he belongs to. It's a, it's a gospel record. And to me, it was sort of 
the the gateway into him as a performer and as a person, uh, you know, his struggles, his faith. And I just sort of lived in that record for a little while. It was an album called Welcome, which he did uh, 10, 11 years ago. And I don't know, it, you'll listen to this conversation and it got deep. It got deep. It got heavy. It got, it went to places where I don't know if both of us were going to be able to hold it together, really. That that happens sometimes. And it, it's kind of, it's an interesting moment as the guy who hosts a show when when you get into a zone with a guest and and I'm emotionally invested and they are, and we're in some areas, some emotional areas, some personal spaces where like, obviously this is a safe space as they say, but I, I don't, a lot of times I, I want to make sure I can hold it and not come uh, kind of unraveled myself. And I've been on that precipice a lot uh, with guests, especially guests that, that speak honestly and emotionally about trauma or 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 personal pain and it's happened a few times where it's like wow okay we can be in this moment but it's sort of on me to sort of ease us out of it uh and and through other things so it was very emotional and and i didn't i didn't expect it and he didn't expect it um it may be triggering to people that experienced abuse when they were, you know, children, uh, either physical or sexual abuse. So that, that I can tell you, uh, but we, we handle it, the conversation. Well, uh, it was, it was pretty great. I dumped a bunch of, uh, expired medications. That's an interesting thing. When you're uh, a recovering addict, I had two bottles of, uh, what is it? hydrocodone is that what it is that i was prescribed for uh for the teeth work uh, over the last year or however long it took me to get that implant there was a couple of kind of invasive stuff and i was given two scripts for hydrocodone which i you know i i got the scripts filled because i didn't know how much pain i would be in and i trusted myself and i actually out of both those prescriptions only took one pill right after one of the procedures but of course they sit there because I got an addict's brain. So I'm like, you know, I'll just keep hold of this hydrocodone in case I need it for other pain, which right out of the gate is not, that's not good. That's not good recovery thinking because you only take pain medicine as prescribed. And if you got a real big Jones, you know, you got to get somebody you trusted to give you that medicine at the, at the proper intervals. But I'm like, yeah, just keep it around. Because here's the thing, man. You know, I'm coming up on what? 23, was it? 24 years sober? Yeah, 24 years sober in August. And you still got a dopey, you know, you still got an addict's brain. You're not going to throw away drugs. You know, I I mean, you're not going to throw away drugs until you throw away drugs. It's a weird thing. But I didn't feel like I was on the wire. I threw out a bunch of other drugs, too. I, I you know, I had... Some, uh, you know, it just expired shit, but I dumped him without, you know, but without really thinking twice, I didn't, it was just time. I'm just trying to clean up things, shit amasses, but it's funny because then there's that thing where, 
You're dumping them and you're like, well, I bet you someone would want these. Of course there's someone who would want them. It's fucking Vicodin, bro. <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, put out a little, you know, throw a line out, just sort of like, hey, man, I got some, uh, got some hydrocodone, generic Vicodin. You know, if anyone needs it, right down the fucking toilet. No regrets. But it's always interesting how long shit hangs around. Isn't it? So look, Titus Burgess uh, is in season two of Schmigadoon, which is now on Apple Plus. Um, again, also a content warning about this talk. There is a brief discussion about sexual abuse when we're talking about Titus's relationship with his father. And um, so now you know. Uh, but this is a a powerful and and good and, and engaged talk about. A lot of stuff. All right. Here it is. I uh, I like that you didn't know where you were. It was a, it was a nice start. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Just walking to some strange man's house. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> uh, because they just got you running around? Uh, yeah. Uh, I just go where all it tells me. Yeah. And what, uh, it's all for, uh, Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon. Yeah, brother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That must be, is it fun? Oh my God. It's the most, <laughs> it is, it was the most, um, creatively satisfying experience I've had to date. Really? Mm -hmm. Because it, it enabled you to like, not only do something you love to do, but have some comedic distance from it Very in good. a way. Um, I had less to do with what it allowed me to do and yeah. more to do with who I was working with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Single Paul is um, an extraordinary showrunner. Yeah. And he doesn't leave with ego. Yeah. And every day that I showed up to set, uh -huh. Cinco saw Titus. Yeah. And uh -huh. I was able to talk to Cinco. And I did not have to. Um, this is, and I want to be very clear. Yes. This is not in contrast or an inverted way to to comment on my past jobs or the people that I worked for. I'm talking singularly about <laughs> Schmigadoon. Well, I mean, I, I, geez, now I, I need to know what the hell you did. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, I mean the, well, I mean, when you have to qualify something like that. Well, no, because I, I historically am, found myself in the middle of trying to explain myself the more I try to oh, yeah. explain myself. And yeah. I'm so sick of doing it. Right, so, yeah. Um, and so, but I also... I'm appreciative of everything that has happened right. that led me to here. So I, I, if someone's listening that I've worked with, I don't want them to oh, think. Oh, yeah. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Cinco, um, a lot of people, when they meet me, uh, because of how I came onto the scene, that has been kind of the only way they can hear me. Uh-huh. Um, what is that specifically? Um, like, what do you hang that on? Probably Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt. Okay. Um, um, you know. Uh, but not the musicals? No. Mm. Because the musicals are straight up other yeah. characters. Yeah. Because I bore my same name. Right. And, okay. And whatever. Yeah, yeah. Who, so who, they who, see you as that guy some, yeah, in some way. Which yeah, which is fine, and that's yeah. glorious and great. Yeah. Um, but, but I don't hover where Titus Andromedon lives. Yeah. And... Um, I'm a grown ass man and uh, I make gorgeous, beautiful mistakes. Yeah. And I have a gorgeous, beautiful mind and lots of thoughts. And I'm yeah. not as ebullient and jovial and sprightly as 
some of the characters that, that I've played. So when I say Cinco met Titus, I really mean like he, I came to set and we talked about the, the words uh-huh. and we figured out what, you know, how we wanted to do this thing. And, and I was not forced to be something I've already been. Oh, okay. And that, because you think that's primarily because he saw you for who you are and you started from there. Well, Yes, but also I started to show up in a way yeah. that forced people to do it, even if it meant uh, things got weird for a little bit. Yeah, but it just I was like, you don't know that you need me to be me. Yeah, and you understand? Yeah, yeah. And that was uh, different for you. <laughs> um. Yes, because I would normally. To keep peace, I would just allow folks. I would just do it. Yeah, I would tap dance. Sure. Um, um, and do double duty. Yeah. Slowly work more of Titus Burgess into the fictional person that you wanted me to be. But those days are over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting though because like when I see some of the stuff you did, like I'm I'm kind of a. I don't go to a lot of musicals, but when I go, I always cry and I, I get very engaged with them. I, I just, well, there's something about people singing that that just it kind of, especially in musicals, that moves me almost immediately, even if it's a happy song. I don't, okay. I don't really understand it. It was like there was one night, because you and I were in a movie together, and I don't mm-hmm. know if you were there, uh, the night that they had that... Uh, Amazing Grace? No, it was, a, it was just a crew thing, right, over, over where we ate. And they had a local combo playing. No. You know, and 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 we didn't, no one knew whether Jennifer would come by yeah. or why. You know, we just assumption that she probably wouldn't. Did she? Just, well, she did, and she got up there and sang. You know, just with this local combo, some old song, uh, a, a Christmas song. I don't even know. It was something about the lamb. I don't. I don't know which song. Now before the lamb, probably maybe. Yeah. And it was like, oh my god, you know, yeah. just somebody could just turn that on, and I'm like crying. Well, I that don't know. that instrument is divine <laughs> like there's there's not many people who house the facility yeah. that she has access to like it's pretty it's pretty spectacular yeah and but i i think the point i was going to make is that when i watch you do like in terms of you showing up in a different way for yourself in these parts is that you do have the facility to humanize your know, musical parts and while you're singing make a, a, a very sort of real connection with other characters. And, you know, so that was always in place, right? Yes. Yes. I think I was talking more about film and TV. Okay. But yes. But that helps, right? It, when you're working on a musical thing. <laughs> uh, it does. It does help. Of course it does. Um, but it helps more when you have people who are clear. Yeah. And that's <laughs> what Cinco is? Yes, sir. Yeah. And now this, but this, this show... It's sort of um, satirizing musicals, but honoring them, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I don't know, that it's, I think it borrows the construct of how musicals are, are made and the yeah. conventions that we honor. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's satirizing so much or yeah. even um, parodying. Oh, it's an earnest musical comedy. Yeah. Right. It really is. Yeah. It, I mean, it has its own plots and such, you know, yeah. but like it's familiar in a way that right. I think both pays homage to to um, the musicals of the eras that we've, we're paying homage to, but yeah. also um, makes it more quickly consumable yeah. to people who may not know their way into 
musicals. Yeah, yeah so that makes it you – know, for someone like me, I, I don't watch a lot of them, but – but people who have never really watched musicals can be like, "Oh, I know these guys." Yeah, I know this. This yeah. kind of yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny because I was like uh, trying to figure out some other work because I know we worked together, and I know you, you know you were. Uh, we didn't have a, a lot of scenes together, um, but we were around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then I started looking around for stuff, and I found like these old records of yours. Oh my god! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah, from, I'm very uh, proud of those records. You uh, you can listen to them and you like them. Yeah, yeah, they're good. They were all good. Maybe. But I mean, what sort of struck me uh, on some level was the gospel record that you were involved with. Oh, that I wrote for my church. Yeah, yeah, called Welcome. Yeah, and uh, and like because I'm like I'm not a, a a godly guy. I'm not a I'm a sort of sure a, you are a, a, an agnostic Jew. Okay. Yeah, but like you know I like it, what is godliness? I don't know. For me, you know, in terms of like having I, the way I usually put it is that I don't, uh, I was never taught how to use God. Huh. It, it's sort of interesting. Like, you know, you grow up in a religion and they talk about God, but I think you have to be taught how to use God or how to, to have it in your life in a way. Very good. Right. So, how have you gone this long without using God? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's a, I distract myself very heavily. Okay. You know what I mean? Like today, for instance, this is like the story of the day. Mm-hmm. Like I get up, I, I'm in a dark place for mm-hmm. whatever reason. You know, sometimes in the night, mm-hmm. you know, you go to a dark place. Mm-hmm. I get up in a dark place okay. and I make myself, you know, go do what I do. Go to the gym, try to get the brain working, get, mm-hmm. you know, level off. Mm-hmm. And then I'm playing the God music. Mm-hmm. I'm playing your God music, mm-hmm. you know. And I start to hear, like, I, I start, it, not unlike musicals, like, I don't listen to a lot of gospel music. This is new gospel music, really. Sure. But I can understand how uh, it gets you into the zone of God. Okay. Now, I, I guess that song, the last song on that album. Love is an action. Is that your song? I wrote all of those songs. You wrote all of them? Yeah. Because that song is such a, a personal, heavy story. Yeah. And that's your story? That is a story, and it is true. Yeah. It's not my story. Oh. It happened to me. It happened to me. It is not singularly my story. I have several stories. Oh, no. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, but that was what you were, your family situation was at that the beginning. That is true. Yes. And where were you, where did you get brought up? Um, I grew up on a farm in Stevens, Georgia. Stevens, Georgia? <clears throat> yes. It's outside of Athens, Georgia. And then my mom and I moved to Athens yeah. when I started first grade uh-huh. i believe um and lived in athens for all of my for uh, elementary middle yeah. and high school and then moved to a little town called winterville which is minutes away from athens and uh she's still there my stepdad is there uh and i went to university of georgia in athens as well so that's your you life know, there i just say athens because it's yeah no one's gonna believe i grew up on a fucking farm <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I fed hogs and chickens you and did? chucked corn and really hell yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and what did they sell the farm or what happened? My grandparents passed away. Oh, that's what happened. And but the farm was active and like you, you would eat the stuff from the farm. Hell yes. Wow. Yes. I'm thinking about doing some gardening. <laughs> gardening is not the same as farming. farming. No, I know. I want to start small. Okay. <laughs> I want to go back to something, if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, Activating God. Yeah. 
and this isn't uh, me trying to convince you something. I just want to pose a question to you, though. You know, you don't have to uh, be taught how to use oxygen. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. That's all I want to say. Okay. Well, that that is from a place of unquestionable belief. That is, no, fact. You didn't have to be taught how to use oxygen, did you? No, I didn't. Is, is someone teaching you how to breathe? No. Aren't you but, breathing? Uh, I am, but I don't know if that's not a false equivalency, oxygen and God. Why not? <laughs> well, that's because we come from different places. Okay. You know, I, I believe that people that, that have God and have uh, that acceptance of that type of truth, uh, you know, have a certainly a place to go mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, I, I, like today I was thinking about what's the, what the difference between being bored and being lost. Oh. Oh, what? That's good. Right? Yeah. Because I was, you know, I was thinking about Bob Dylan. All right. That's what I was thinking about. Like, why did Bob Dylan go through a Christian period out of nowhere? Was he saved? I don't know this story. No, I don't either. Okay. But my my premise is is that, well, he he got it bored and he needed a new way to look at life. Now, I don't think it stuck, but Mm. he was Christian for a few years and made some good Christian music. So, like, and then I started thinking about the difference between being bored and being lost. But, but it seems like that your relationship with God is is not only it's 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 a huge part of you publicly and personally. Yeah, and and you know that album is kind of a great route. It's a great album. Thank you. It's a, it's a fantastic album. But also, here's here's what else. Uh, so my relationship. So God for me. Yeah. Is pure energy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't. I know the Bible. I've read the Bible. I don't read the Bible sure. anymore. Like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and um, and not not to um, undermine Bob Dylan's experience. Or, I don't know what it was. Or, I'm just projecting. To, yeah. All good. Yeah. But like, I will say, um, whether we whether we are practicing it yeah. or 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 not activating it it does not mean it is not there right and so right so to call it a christian period i think would be let's go back to your lost or bored yeah which i think is so fantastic because it's it might be the same two different sides of the same coin yeah um it just you know depends on how how you you frame it just you know moments ago i was lost i didn't know where i was and then you told me yeah and now i don't feel lost i feel found yeah um but just in a in a in in just a few words you were able to gather me and put me at ease and i I saw your face and i i felt some past point of reference Mm. and and so for right now we are our religion is sitting and looking at each other and staring at each other and talking about Whatever we're going to yeah. talk about, yeah. Um, and when I leave, will this have not been real? Or you know, this you could describe this as a, a, a Titus and Mister Marin m- yeah. Christian moment. You yeah. know what I mean? Sure. Like, so yeah. I guess what I'm saying is like it's just because someone picks it up and puts it back down doesn't mean it wasn't real and didn't mean something. And I do believe what you say about being lost and being bored. I think. I think that's kind of this whole fucking thing is while we're down here or up here or yeah. wherever we are. Sure. Hurling through space. We yeah. have net is what I, I yeah. often say. And I think it is for us to shapeshift. 
and to okay. try on different uh, yeah different things. Yeah. So you you might listen to that album again and want to come to my church, or you may never want to speak to me again. It is okay. Well, it's what, to what you're speaking to. It's funny because I once was a, a, I got a buddy of mine. Tom Rhodes used to be again not used to be, but he was he's he's gone up and down in, in his intensity of his Christianity. Okay, okay. But I remember back in the day we were both at a show, and uh, and uh, I was being a dick, and, and uh, <laughs> I had just got on stage. I didn't do so well. Okay, and I got off stage, and he's looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and I said, "Well, maybe if I had Jesus on my side, you know." I would have done better. And he looked at me and goes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me ask you something. When you were circa the energy during respect, what did you think was happening? Oh, I knew it was happening. I mean, I I understand it. I I resist joy and I resist love. Oh, that makes me sad. I know. I, because I understand it, though. <laughs> and I don't want you to feel that. I'm getting better. It comes and goes. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I knew what was going on, and I was open to it. But then again, you know, I was playing a fairly aggressive, you know, pretty, you know, atheist, Jewish So you were rock dropped into Well, yeah, but it wasn't that far. It wasn't that much of a stretch. Okay. How about for you? I mean, what, I mean you have a, 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 at least a personal in your heart relationship with James Cleveland, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like, because all that stuff was, you know, pretty new to me. Like, I had to get into the homework of, you know, understanding Jerry's relationship with Aretha, Aretha's mm-hmm. relationship with Cleveland, and you know, Aretha's wife. I had to read, you know, her biography and 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 uh, Jerry's. Mm-hmm. So I learned about your character. I learned about you know that whole world. Mm-hmm. But like, you grew up with that. Yeah. And what was that? What was the power of that guy? <clears throat> um, Doctor Cleveland is responsible for shaping how we consume God sonically. Yeah. At least in my uh, church experience. Yeah. Um, in, in, um, in my, and often in my home life experience during, during the week, there yeah. was very little yeah. uh, secular music playing. Yeah. In my earlier. From when years. you were a little kid mm-hmm. at the farm? Yeah. <laughs> Your grandparents? Yep. 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 They they listen to AM radio yeah. and and gospel tapes and albums and mm. it was all James Cleveland. And um and it wasn't until I went to college mm. and would hear um some of the ensembles that were on campus. I have a degree in, yeah. in music. And they would sing these spirituals and mm. hymns and, and I was like, wait a minute. This is Dr. Cleveland's yeah. stuff. Like this isn't like arrangements. Yes. Okay. Um, but they were treating it like it, like it with the same gravity as as. The point is, I didn't realize how far his reach uh-huh. um, extended into the secular world and the world of non-believers, uh-huh. if, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I even hate that terminology because it already poses an us and them kind of thing. And I'm somewhere in between. So, um, well, that's interesting because that means on some level, if the, depending on what the, the dates are that, you know, Dr. Cleveland in some ways is probably partially responsible from the jump from gospel to R and B. Oh general. yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, he, he literally taught Aretha Franklin how to play the piano. Yeah. Um, well, she, she, she had an ear for it, and he helped her develop it. Yeah, um, he was not singularly responsible for her 
learning how to play it, um, to play piano. And he also helped her delineate what was a gospel sound and what was uh, an R&B sound. Mm. And she references him and that relationship uh, throughout her, 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 or referenced him yeah. and that relationship throughout her, her life sort of as um, an anchor yeah, you know, um, um, he in many ways he and the church were her brick and mortar. Yeah, you know, um, and um, so to sort of to to think that there's a, even a, a a dialogue or a conversation to be had about God's influence. Yeah. In the world and in the world of music, it's just hilarious to me because we people don't even know how far the clutches of this man's music and God's presence is in our 808 ride now. <laughs> yeah, you know the highway yeah. and listening to Drake. You yeah. know what I mean? It yeah. is everywhere. Wow, everywhere. And when you were a kid, did you? When did you start singing consciously? Very good. Um, six, five, six. My mom and my grandmother both sang, and my um, in, like in the choir. Or well, my the, mom sang in the choir. My yeah. grandmother would just sing as she was doing housework. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And making biscuits in the in the kitchen. I can yeah. still see her to my right as she's kneading dough and looking down at me, uh, singing hymns. And um, she had a beautiful contralto voice. And um, and we would just harmonize and, you know, she wouldn't think anything of it. She yeah. just sort of would throw it out there. And and it was her her capacity to be so inside the lyric and reckless abandon to how she sounded that I think taught me that it's okay to be unsure of the presentation as long as the intent is sincere. Right. You know, and that's your own. That would be that almost is an equation that defines your own authentic voice. Yes. Huh. Yeah. And and so you start now, like I don't like. There's a lot of stuff on that middle church record, where, you know, that you're dealing with a lot of things uh, about your life with who you are in relation to your understanding of God. Yeah. And now in your childhood, you know, in that song, love is an action. Mm-hmm. You know, what was that? You didn't have a relationship with your dad at all? Okay. Um, so my biological father mm. um, so I mean I'm my mother's only child. Okay. My biological father has another son who I've not seen in probably 35, 40 mm. years. Um, he was in and out of jail, um, and my mother was made to raise me by herself. And she would often describe their relationship as toxic, and uh, and she wasn't entirely sure that she wanted the act to happen. Mm. But there I was. You're right. Okay. And um I don't press it. Yeah. Um my mother uh it wrestles with lots of things that I think were passed down to me. Mm. Um and uh she has just started the road to healing. Um recently. Uh, mm-hmm. That's good. Uh and so have I. Um and so 
So my dad was not there. Right. But my dad was always mm, no more than 15 minutes away from us. Huh. Um, and my earliest memories. Why are you? <laughs> I didn't come over and think we were going to talk about this. Um, my earliest memories of him when I would call him and yeah. t- in an attempt to connect yeah. um, were uh, he would bring one of his girlfriends over and in his two-seater Corvette yeah. and I would end up at my uncle's house yeah. while they went out where I was molested mm. repeatedly. Mm. And so he has recently tried to come back into my life your dad? Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been having dreams of him and me trying. And in the dream, uh, I would, in the dream, I kept telling myself, you can release it. You can release it. And I'm not yeah. really sure what I meant. So I just sort of had to like assign it a definition. Yeah. Um, and so you think you're open to it? N- no. Yeah. We've been talking and texting. Yeah. But I don't have the, there's so much to clear out. Yeah. To keep me on track. Yeah. And the restoration of a relationship that never existed is not one of them. Right. That's a that's a, a, a big realization. Mm-hmm. Because you hang so much on the expectation mm-hmm. of what was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of sits there mm-hmm. like an unrealized thing. Mm-hmm. But then after a certain point, you realize it, it was never there and it, it's, it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. What is yeah. real is his desire for me to absolve him. Yeah. Forgive. I can, I've forgiven him. Yeah. I, I believe that everyone yeah. did the best they could. I, I, I've been doing the best that I can. Sure. With the imp- tools that I had. doesn't mean yeah. you didn't do what you did. And it doesn't mean I didn't do what I did. And it doesn't mean it hurts any less and is any less traumatic in our bodies yeah. and, and any less real in the ether. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I totally forgive him. I don't have to go building a relationship. Sure, it's right. Start and fuck that. Yeah, exactly. Let's <laughs> fuck out of here. Exactly. <laughs> you know, because like, I, you know, what, I, I think that what happens in, in my experience is that whether you want to or not, you'll, you'll regress Yes. Yeah. Uh, th- th- there is no world, especially if I'm the only one in therapy, right. where that relationship is going to be any different than it already has been. Awful. The, just the idea of it. Oh, my God. Right? I, it's weird. I, I, I think that there's some part of me that might take issue with the, doing the best they can because, like, I used to I do a joke on stage from, like, uh, you, know, uh, you know, when you say your parents did the best that they, can, they could, it's like, they didn't. Mm. They did. They did. You know, they they didn't know what they were doing. They were winging it. My mine were. You know, it sounds like your mother was solid. My but, mother was. You continue your thought. Yeah. Well, just that, like they did what they could. You know, maybe it was the best they could, but like in in some some part of my brain, I believe that they didn't didn't really know what the responsibility of having children would be. 
Is that not the same thing, though? Yeah, but but like I mean, you should you should know a little something. You should be prepared a, a little bit, right? To to sort of like take responsibility, you at least for yourself in the relationship. I, All right, I, maybe I'm still angry. No, 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 no. Yeah. I I completely understand that. Yeah. logic. Yeah, and I think you are right. Yeah, but I still don't. I and I, but I and I also think that is. Doing the best doing the can. best you can, <laughs> because it, it, it yeah, I get know, it. yeah I get it I get it when yeah. there is no other thing after a certain point you can't have regrets because it happened that is true and it's how you frame it right yes Lord <laughs> is it ever <laughs> <laughs> now during this you know this this traumatic you know childhood there you I mean I cannot I mean was singing the salvation mm. was church the salvation was your grandmother was your mother it you was know, my grandmother. Right? It was my grandmother. They're it was the best, my, right? It, it was my grandmother. And what's so funny is my grandmother was like a cold woman. She was not warm. <laughs> like, but she loved Titus. Yeah. And when she left, yeah. I left and so did my mom. Yeah. My mom is still here. Yeah. Um, but it, it, my, mama, my mom is the baby uh, yeah. of eight children. Eight? Mm-hmm. Are they around most of them? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, it's family. a very big big old family. Are they still in Georgia? They are all still in Georgia. Do you live here in New York? I live in New York. Okay. Although, yeah. I have a feeling I have to move out here soon. I'm not sure, but yeah. we'll see. So when your grandmother left, mm-hmm. it left everyone untethered a bit? In fact, it, it left my mother and I tethered. Oh, tethered. <laughs> and I don't think we were able to move on from it. Oh. Um, you stuck. Yeah. Uh. And, and so then... And at a very early early age, I was tasked with holding space for adults' emotions. You know, yes, sir. It's the worst. Yeah. I mean, I think that's sort of what I was referring to when uh, when I'm talking about they didn't do the best they could. You know, because both of my parents were 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 very you know self centered people. Okay. And and they were needy people, and it was not it didn't go back and forth. Okay. And the uh, and I'm I'm not I'm not projecting I'm just sharing. I appreciate it. That you know there there's a responsibility to that where where you like you know where y- it's not that you're parenting them but they're not parenting you and and they seem to need help. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Do you did you do you find that that has well I guess the answer is yeah because we're sitting here talking stifled about me. It. Well, I don't you said that. Right. So unpack it for me. I think it, it has made me wary of love. Oof. What? No, I just understand it. And, you know, because it feels manipulative. There's no, at the core, there's a price. And oh, friend. In your mind. The, so trust becomes difficult, if not impossible, right? Yeah. So, uh, and, and then on the other side of that, you how effectively can uh, you love without fear, right? Right. Yeah. So I deal with that all the time. I mean, I'm like I'm a twice married, childless, 59-year-old man, you know, wondering, you know, at this moment, you know, like what happens now? Where, you know, am I going to figure this out? Am I going to be able to do that? Like, and, and I think that when I listen to the music and I talk to you now, like, the idea that, you know, at the very core, you at least can open your heart to God. Okay. Right? So that love exists, right? But like the- I didn't feel it yesterday, though. 
No, no. What happened? We can talk about that okay. some other time. Okay, but um, yeah, I didn't feel it yesterday, the, the, and I had to call some f- people who yeah. who were in the sun, yeah, and were able to tell me what was true. Oh, good. I, even if I didn't believe it, and it got me through the night. Yeah, you got to have those people. Well, you got to have those people. I have some of those people. Yeah, um, we have to have those people. Yeah, and so yes, today. Yeah, I feel the, the presence of God. Oh, good. And whether you acknowledge God for yourself or not, I feel it in you. Yeah. Because this is a beautifully, I see you so clearly. Yeah. So. Yeah. They are here. Yeah. I'm, I, I can accept that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, but I guess the point that I was trying to make is that even if it's, it comes and goes, you know, the part of your brain, like if you don't feel the, the light of God on a given day. You you know it's still there somewhere. It's uh, it's yeah there. right. So so but the 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 thing about humans is the amount of leeway you have to give them in God's world to. Uh, oh. <laughs> now that's a whole other episode, man. <laughs> that's a whole that's of a different color, right? But like, let's talk about some of the stuff that like uh, the other stuff on on the record because I mean you address you know and I don't know what kind of church this church is middle church. It's exactly what you think it is. All inclusive. Yeah. You know, everybody's everybody's okay in God's eyes. Yeah. No one's getting judged here. No. Right. And that, all the music is about that. Yes. It, I mean, you you specifically mentioned, you know, LBGTQ, all everybody. Yeah. T. Uh and is that something you had to wrestle with personally? No. Never. I always knew who God was. Yeah. And I, you knew that he didn't judge you. I knew that they they Okay, yeah, right, okay. God is trans. Sure. Yeah, yeah, at the very least. At the very <laughs> least. Like, to call him a he yeah, is like it. so, like, this is all boring. Habit. It's a habit, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it, though. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, but we have to give it its sure. moment and not sure. drive past it. Okay. Because it, it's important. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, and it was something that I had to... Adjust, readjust my th- and I still say he yeah but like when I do it I go oh, like why would you make God so small right <laughs> like yeah, my god yeah. right like right. It, it, God is only as expansive in our lives if, as we avail ourselves to God being mm. so yeah I don't want to be small right so okay so this so you never you always knew who God was and in yeah. relation to you. I just didn't know how vast God was right but so, I, in terms of like, there was never a struggle with your identity in the church. No, yeah, yeah, that's other folks had a problem, not me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> I knew who I was worshiping. I knew who I was praising. I knew who I was praying to. Yeah, um, I was questioning who y'all were talking to. Right. Yeah. Because it wasn't the same yeah. being. Yeah, yeah. Because y- you are presenting him as limiting. Yes. They is limiting. Yes. Yeah. 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 How could that be? How could that be? Right. If our cells are replenishing mm. right here, yeah. right now. Yeah. T- trying to, if our bodies, the natural set point of our bodies is, is wanting to heal itself. Yes. If God can be a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, a d- cat, a dog, the air. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 
if God is a shapeshifter, then God is transforming. If God is transforming, then energy is transmuting. If yeah. energy is transmuting, then God is trans. Yeah. You do the math. It's yeah. so easy. <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> Don't get caught up in the language. Jesus. Do you, do you, uh, are you a minister? Sure. Yeah. Why do you ask? I was just wondering. I mean, do you pre- do you preach? No, but sure. Yeah. No, I mean, but like, I, I mean, like get in, in front pulpit? of the church. Yeah. Well, I think again the language. Mm. Um, I my church does not look like the normal construct that you would assign to that word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and my preaching does not sound like what you would assign to that word and where I would stand to do it. But right, right. aren't we doing it right now? Yes. You do it every I, time I you drop a podcast, I brother. Know, I know, I know. I know. I, Why I, were you, you were just rejecting yourself left and right. I know, dude. It's a, it's one of those times, man. And that's okay. And Have you ever been there? Oh, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Well, I'll tell you honestly, it's because I just did, you know, I just did a special. I spent two years doing the material, hour and a half, and now it's done. So I'm in that zone of... Of post thing. Okay. Right? So when you're in the post thing thing, you're sort of like, is there another thing? What is the next thing? Okay. Where's my where's my craft? Where's my expression? What am I going to talk about? Where's my creativity? And it's very easy to feel uh, uh, aggravated and lost or bored. I do understand. Yeah. I got to tell you this, though, and I know that you know better. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 what What did you? You don't have to tell me about that. You, you you tell me as much or as little as you can about. without having released the thing. It's out. Oh, yeah. Well, pardon me. Where can I watch it? HBO. Oh, fierce. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's but, called from bleak to dark. Oh dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. That is hysterical. Okay, but look, I imagine you talked about life. Sure. I talked about death a lot. Great. Yeah. So then, yeah. guess what do we have to do to build up some more material? Well, th- well, well that's the thing. It's like, don't, there comes a point. Like, the, the great thing about, you know, engaging in, like, a musical or a theater production or even a TV show is that, you know, you can get out of yourself in a way because you're doing another person. Or you, you know, or you, you know, you're working well, with someone else. Well, do you want to do a Broadway show? I do. Well, then let's do it. Okay. What, what, what's the fuck is the problem? I don't know. I'll work on it. I'll figure it out. What do you want to do? I, I, I may be song and dance, but I, I don't. Are do you it. being serious? Yeah, I don't do any of that. I, I play guitar, but I, I'd like to do something new. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then tell your people. All right, all right. I'll tell them. I'll tell them. Uh, to talk to your theater agent well, or whatever. The, but, here's the, do it. but here's the here's the issue I'm talking about is that, you know, when you talk about life and death and, and the real shit, right, which you do, you know, and here we're talking about it and you live it every day. And I talk about that on stage. It's like it gets to a point where you're like, I think I've said it all. Mm, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. That just sounds like fatigue. Yeah, I think that's right. Thank God. Yeah. Right. So when, when do you leave the South... To go to New York, mm-hmm. you you knew that music was it, right? Um, hmm. Yeah, I think I thought it was going to, or I know that I thought I was yeah. going to move to New York to be a pop music writer uh, or a composer of some sort. Sure. Um, but 
that didn't quite work out. Or <laughs> we did one record, right? That, I, that record in two thousand six. That yes. seemed like a pop record. That was a pop record, but but I thought I was going to do it to to grand fanfare. Yeah. Um, and it just wasn't it. Um, and so I just how do you make how do you realize that the record didn't sell? The record what? didn't sell. No one cared. Yeah. Um, but I knew though that I was a fantastic composer. Yeah. So, I, so I. Hmm. So perhaps in hindsight, the lesson was refining how I write uh-huh. because I'm about to uh, have a world premiere of a, of a musical that I wrote. Really? Where? At the Alliance Theater in Atlanta, Georgia in spring 2024. What's the book about? Um, the musical is called The Preacher's Wife. It's based on the movie, the 97 movie with Whitney Houston and Denzel Washington. Okay. And uh, and I think it's pretty fucking fantastic. And And I will say even, and I can honestly say, Barring how it is consumed or received, it has raised me in a way that I did not anticipate. And Mm. I'm a little sad to watch it be its own complete thing in the world. That's what I'm talking about. When you you finish the work. Wow. Well, yes. Yeah, but not, yeah. But I don't feel... Like what I'm about to do now, I just feel like, oh well, what am I about to do now? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it, it 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 showed you new parts of your talent. Yes, and as I wrote it and 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 wrote, you know, the different characters' mm. uh, journeys and, and trajectories and such, some kind of way they would all reflect exactly what I was going through, or or and and so I just sort of. They taught me so much about how to be human, these fictional characters. Yeah. Um, I tell you, it's just, it is probably the most satisfying relationship I've ever had where I've had full reciprocity. It is the closest I've ever come to experiencing God in the flesh, mm. writing that show. Wow. No relationship, no man, no nothing. Yeah. Not my mom, not my grandmother, that thing. Right. And I want that thing all the time. That, I want to feel that all the time. How do you think you can do that? Is it a matter of focus? Um, sure. That it, it is not singularly a matter of focus. Mm. Um, I will say, I did not give myself the idea to write that. Mm. I availed myself. Someone pitched it? No. They okay. gave it to me. Okay, yeah. I really believe that. Yeah. And so I'm waiting for possession. The next thing. Again. Yeah, sure. Like, I'm, ra- I'm waiting to be so obsessed with... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's nice that you can look at obsession as God-given as opposed to yeah. just a, the opposite. No. What else is it? Avoidance of, you know, like when I get obsessed, it's sort of like sometimes like, you know, when I, if I'm doing something that I'm so absorbed in that when I stop doing it, I'm like, oh, I'm back to me. I'm like, what? I guess, well, that makes, you're right. Instead of like, my, of course, my brain would think I'm avoiding myself, but you know. It, it, Aren't it, you experiencing yourself? Yes. Yeah. It's a gift. It is a gift. Right. Okay. And I said possession. Possession. No, I know. Okay. Yeah. I, to to be uh, obsessed, yes, inspired, to, yeah, yeah, obsessively inspired, yeah. 
And so what so did, have you gone through the whole process? Have you had people singing the thing? Is it staged? Is it ready to go? Oh, it's it's we've gone through all the workshops. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all, so, yeah, it's about to be a thing. How great is that experience? The workshop <sighs> things. It was lovely. And hard. And yeah. collaborating is awful and beautiful. And I'd be wanting like <laughs> mass murder everybody. Um but also learn some beautiful lessons and watch some people stand up to me who you know, the director and yeah. the book writer and, uh-huh. and really go, you know, I really, because it, at some point it becomes all of ours and not just mine. Sure. Um, and that's just a lovely, another beautiful lesson. It taught me about trust and trial and error yeah. and just so many wonderful things that I wrestle with daily mm. that I have to fine tune daily. There is no, oh, I've learned it. That is for yes. sure. And uh, was there yelling? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to yell. And uh, do you look at um, the uh, the Little Mermaid? Mm-hmm. Which the the my yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Do you see that as the big break? Was that the thing? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess. The big break would be my Broadway debut, which, debut, was? which was a show called Good Vibrations. Yeah. Um, the vibrations were not so good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I guess I'm talking, thinking of the thing that introduced you to the world. Sure. That yeah. had the most eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, theatrically, that would be correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like you would vibe well in New York. I've been there. <laughs> you feel you live there? Yeah, I have. Why'd you leave? Oh, man. So, like, I guess I was there from, like, 89 to, you know, I was there for, for a couple of years, 89, 92. Then I was in San Francisco, back and forth, and then, you know, back in New York. And I, I don't know. I was living in Queens. I think I came out here on a deal, you know, for a TV show. It was right in, in – I was with a woman. Uh, it was 2002. It was after 9-11. She was freaked out. And she wanted to get out, and I, and I had a deal, so I was like, fuck it. Let's go. Okay. And, you know, but I've been back at different points, back and forth. But I, I, I love it. I love New York. I think you I think you got to do a play. I do too, dude. I'm being serious. Me too. I've been talking about it for weeks. Are you being serious? Yes. I'm, I've been publicly talking about it. Almost, uh, you know, putting it out into the, out into the universe, you know. I, I'm not a musical per se, but a no, play. No, I know what you're talking about. I, I, I really... Because... I, uh, what I've been talking about is that, you know, I, you know, I've done some roles. You know, I did, you know, Jerry and Respect, and I did two Leslie, and I've done some stuff. And the more I act, like, I, it's hard for me to focus on finding it satisfying when you do so little of it at a time. Like, you're in the trailer for nine hours, you're on set for ten minutes, yeah. and then you're back in the game. Like I, like, I like, you know, when I'm in it, but then I thought, like, well, I could be in it for, like, an hour and a half mm-hmm. if I was on a stage play. Mm-hmm, that's true. That's true. You do know that's too, too, those, That's not going to be the way you are processing satisfaction. Yeah, it's not going to be the same for both those mediums. Right. Okay. Right. I. I'm, I. The way you just set it up, that sounded like. Oh, the, like that. The part that what's really uh, giving me the satisfaction is being engaged in the thing. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Eventually, plays get tedious. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me, motherfucker? <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> right. I'm only gonna I'm, I'm gonna like it for a week. Yeah, and then you're like, peace out. 
<laughs> Absolutely. That's what, I mean. Why do you think most? Well, yeah. What? So, yeah. No. But I, I too want to get back to it, and I, and I say that like, you know, looking at myself like, sir, are you, you sure? But I am sure. Yeah. And it is that fatigue and that exhaustion, I think, is where the truth lies, right? Yes. Um. Definitely. To figure out if you, if in fact we're bored or lost. Yes. Yeah. Because with that fatigue and exhaustion, you know, if if you come out of it feeling almost, you know, pure in some weird way or, or, or relaxed. Relaxed, refined. Yeah. Like, can I do this again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. That, is that why you sort of started to focus more on, on film and television? Is fatigue from musicals? Because you had a big run there for a yeah. while. Yeah. Um, I knew that there was a call, a different call for me. I didn't yeah. know how I was going to get there because I didn't have no credits yeah. um, and didn't nobody care. Um, Where, after what? After Guys and Dolls. Really? Mm-hmm. And I fell into a deep depression. Miserable. Les Miserables. And, um, no shit. Yeah, it's true. And, and, and But you were kind of like a, a, a known talent. Yeah, but like I was also kind of like the big black woman that stops the show. Oh, right. That's what I call it. Because yeah. they didn't want me to do anything else. Just come out and holler a couple things. And, and then like, and do, hit that note. Yep. And then go yeah. back backstage. I was yeah, like, yeah. well... That ain't it. Yeah. And, you know. Oh, uh, so, so how long, yeah, how long yeah. did depression go for? Um, Probably until a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it might come back tomorrow. <laughs> it might come back tomorrow. <laughs> but I know the truth, though. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I know the truth. Yeah, what is it? The truth is those, those, the appearance uh, of darkness mm-hmm. is just that. Okay. Only light is real. Okay. All right. I know the truth. I just, you know, sometimes it's sometimes it's hard to make real that truth or or to find it, but like that's the only real truth. It has to be, right? It has to be. Otherwise, get me out of here. Right? Beam me up, Scotty. Yeah, it's a it it that's a terrible, it's a horrible uh uh process to get to that realization, right? Because you realize that in those darkness that you, I've got a choice. Yeah. If you're one of those people. Yeah. Where you're like, I got a choice. And then you really got to process that choice. Yeah. And then you're sort of like, well, I like to eat things. And... But what if, what if right now yeah. you, what you're experiencing, and while you've called it, you know, sort of jokingly many things in yeah. the last 45 minutes or whatever. Yeah. What if it's just your morning, the... The project being over, like what if what could if, be mourning a lot of stuff, like or, you know, or, sure, sure, I don't know the full breadth of what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I I think that's right. You know, if you want to frame things as mourning, or or uh, if you want to be more clinical, you can call it PTSD. Okay, right. It's I mean, but why does that make you? Why do I got to beat myself up in the middle of that? Well, what I'm going to say is what yeah. what. Why are you unable? to experience just that, the PTSD, oh, right, right, as right. A, without it being in reference to what lies ahead. Or or, or who I am. Like, like why can't I, I yeah. say, why can't I compartmentalize and say, look, this is natural. And I this, ask the question like knowing the answer. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Like A plus B, this is why you're here. Yeah. Yeah, so accept that and wait it out as opposed to, you know, just throw gasoline on it and set it on fire. Oh, like I feel like this. I must be the worst person in the world. What do I? Why am I even bothering with everything? Mm. Okay, it's a bad habit. So I guess something feels like uh, home. <laughs> oh. 
No, I get it. Yeah? I don't want that for us. Okay. <laughs> I don't need that. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I feel better now. Like, I made a choice. You really? To, yeah. Okay. You? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I made a choice to, uh, you know, to talk about, because, like, you know, I talk to people, uh, you, you know, a lot. This is what I do. You know, and, you know, different people, I, I take different approaches. But, like, you know, because of how I felt this morning, I said, look, I'm going to I'm gonna talk to Titus about faith. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I, I made that choice this morning because I didn't feel great. Mm. And I listened to some gospel Did you music. not want to talk about that? No, I didn't know what I was going to talk about. Okay. Well, I love that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I'm so here I mean, if I, if I knew what I was going to talk about, I wouldn't want to do this anymore. Oh. Right? Like, I got to have an idea. You know, like, so I, I knew a few things. Okay, we're in a movie together. Right. He sings. Right. He's, you know, he, he's a man of faith. Uh, you know, he's a good actor. Like, you know, I knew all these things. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, well, you know, part of how I do this is like, well, how can I make this about me? Well, so. so <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> but let me ask you, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Isn't what you just described about how you do this podcast? Yeah, isn't that how you live your entire life? Yes, it is. It is. So then, what's so? What's the problem? Th the problem is, I think, like if I'm like late, recently, I've been like sort of like, well, you know, if you live in the moment, but you eat it the moment. If you're feeding on the moment, okay. Like, you know, like a lot of times I'm like, I don't even know what happened. Did I experience it? It's sort of like you were saying before, like, you know, with this conversation, mm -hmm. you know, when you leave, was it real? Mm -hmm. You know, there's a part of me that thinks like, shouldn't I be more disciplined? Shouldn't I be, have some distance from these moments? You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, am Do I you just... feel the way you feel, not so yeah. much now, but maybe before we walk yeah. in here, you, f you feel that more often than not on a daily basis? No, I'm just thinking about it recently because I'm sitting around a lot and I'm trying to write new material. You know, I'm trying to figure it out. Well, then go do something. I am. I'm going to I perform every night. You know, I do it. But, like, I'm just working through it, you know? Okay. Because, like, today I was thinking <laughs> what I think today. Like, like after, like, uh, like is this normal? Like, after Einstein came up with the theory of relativity, uh -huh. we just sort of like, no, I don't know what I'm going to do now. No, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I feel like that often, too. You know I, what I mean? I it's it. like, yeah, yeah. what's going on, Albert? No, you know, I'm kicking around some numbers and some letters, but nothing's <laughs> really... <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Thanks. <laughs> I can't so, wait to watch your special. Yeah, that's right. Well, I think you'll like this special because it, you know, it deals with um, like it's like it deals a lot. There's about a, a third of its culture, and then another third of it's talking. I, I lost my partner uh, during COVID. She passed away, mm -hmm. and like it was reckoning oh, wow. with with grief and with loss and with loss that was unexpected. So like I, it took me a year and a half to kind of figure out a way to make that into uh, acceptable comedy. I am so sorry. Thank you. Yeah, it was a few years ago, and it, like, you know, it's heavy, man. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a whole other component. Am I, is, am I done with that? You're never done with that. No. Right? But, uh, and I've been singing, too. Let me hear it. No, no. I, it's very, um, makes me very nervous, okay. but I, I, I've I been, see this guitar. Though. Well, no, I go out with some guys and we, and I do some singing. I'm trying to do that. I was always afraid of it. So I've started to do that. I'm taking chances. I feel you. I'm yeah. taking some chances. Too. Yeah. 
uh, some big ones. <laughs> with the writing of the with the. Um, that, to me, that's not taking a chance. What is it? It'll be people who decide to come because they see my name. That, right. That's them taking a chance. Well, how are you? Taking I just chances? I am taking chances. Like I've been, I'm just out of a ten year relationship. Oh wow. And in my therapy, yeah. and going to bars and trying to meet normal people in or, the real world in meeting the real normal, world not on your phone that's good. not on my phone <laughs> and um what else am i taking chances doing being more honest yeah you that's, know that's tough right um being honest about how i feel about my daddy yeah you know yeah be honest about how, my, how i feel about my mom yeah just all sorts of things but it feels good though it doesn't it's not there's some really there's some moments of extreme discomfort. I tell you what, yeah, people make me extremely uncomfortable. Mm. I I don't um, like last night we had this for your consideration event or whatever. Oh yeah, I would have rather have been anywhere else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you understand though? Yeah, like to to choosing to be on stage uh-huh. in as someone else. Yeah. That is different. I understand that attention. Mm-hmm. That is not me being the center of attention, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, choosing to be in a movie. Yeah. People watching it. Yeah. Whenever they watch. Yeah. It. I understand that attention. Yeah. But going to promote something or going like on a press tour, yeah. and or where I have to talk about my process or yeah yeah that just sounds like well why don't you come and take a bath with me yeah yeah, like, yeah let me just there. wag my dick yeah. in, in your in your face and <laughs> let's kiss <laughs> <laughs> so that so when you said that yesterday at the event it didn't go it over didn't go over so well <laughs> but i just it makes me want to run in the other direction and here's where Circling back to that thing I was talking about at the beginning, yeah. where I had to sit through trying to undo how people, yeah, have boxed you in. Yeah, yeah. So everyone thinks that I want that I that yeah. I walk in, not only wanting, needing, and expecting that attention. Yeah, and it's the opposite. Yeah, I I, I get it. Get, I would be fine if you didn't say anything. Yeah, to Titus, right. <laughs> for real yeah well i i'm well, all a child i have it was me to contend with yeah you know mm-hmm. I, I i didn't have to maybe there's some i'm sure there's some cognitive development that didn't quite reach its full maturation process um especially particularly when i was molested or sure when grandmother passed away like yeah. lots of me probably stopped but it doesn't change that receiving that type of, I feel obliged to do it, right? Because contractually, of course, we are. Yeah, but like something in me is just like, oh, I, let me, let me, I'll, what, what do you need? Like, how do I? But do you do you find yourself doing that? Because like I like the 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 few things I saw you in engaging the that, I think that you do it in the same way I do it. That like you're gonna you're, whoever's asking you those shallow questions, you're gonna immediately. Just by nature of who we are or who I am, anyways, you can throw them a little off kilter, and they're going to be like, "Oh, uh, then, well." <laughs> then you find your space. 
Well, I tell you, it, it, it the way I've learned to do what you just described is to, just to be completely honest. Yeah. And people are, it's so hilarious how rarely people are prepared for honesty. Of course. Also, though, I don't improv. I'm not a comedian. Yeah. I'm an actor. Yeah. And so I don't know how to give you those. Go ahead. Right. But I think that's an important, I think, interesting point that you made about the nature of this game of promotion and 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 poking and yes. clickbait is that like you know when you do when they do do it to you and you you react then because of the nature of how that is used as content then you get right. characterized a certain way and it's sort of like i had a bad 12 seconds right right or a good 12 seconds sure of clarity yes it was, like, it was like that Hugh Granting on the carpet where they everyone went after poor Hugh, and it's like he was correct. Yeah, I, mm, yeah, I, mm, yeah, right. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. So it's very difficult when you're a thoughtful guy who who processes things. You listen. You're not going to be told what you're thinking. No, no. Right. So like, I just know that from talking to you now. Is that, you know, when you're dealing with somebody who's doing a junket interview, who's got four questions and they're expecting you to do your part and do your pat answers that you've put together. Right. And and you put them on, you know, uh, you put them into a position where they don't know how to engage. Right. Right. It's like, then they're not doing their fucking job. (laughs) And and it's like, it's hard for people that, that, that are, you know, in the moment and real and don't, like most people just put together the same fucking answers. They're going to use them everywhere. Yeah. I can't do that. I, I, I envy that. <laughs> I, part of me wishes I could do that. You have to then. You have to make it a role then. Yeah. Huh. But then it's just boring. Well, it's still boring, even if I'm real. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Like the last couple of rounds of questioning from, but I don't consider you pressed though. Right. Like no, no. I know. You're, yeah. you're you're on both on this side and that side, right. and you. A provocative in a way that is not off-putting. Yeah. Um, it's just thoughtful. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess you're right. It would be boring. I don't know. No, no, I, I, I get it. You know, like, it's 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 tedious. And then, but then when you find yourself falling into the pattern, especially if you're doing these things with people that are in the cast and, the, you know, they're telling that same story and maybe you'll chime in. The only problem I have sometimes is I'm, if I'm on a panel and everybody's being boring, I got to... I got to kick in, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I, on a panel, am happy to, like, I'm on a panel, I'm, I'm going to catch with Keegan. Yeah. And Cecily. He's funny. Oh, and, oh live wire. I mean, like, yeah. they just go off on yeah. these tangents, and Jane yeah. is good at it, too. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy to fade into the background. And yeah. I really, in my heart, really mean it. Yeah. Um, but I find that, like, uh, the whoever the the moderator is makes their way over to me, almost to check in to see if I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, girl, I'm good. Yeah, like, <laughs> not to be rude. Not to be rude. Right, right, right. But I'm great. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. You keep going. Keep going. All right, man. Well, you know, it was certainly great talking to you. Likewise, this this is wonderful. Yeah, it was good. I feel uh, I feel better. I love that. <laughs> Do you? Are you being serious? Yes. Okay. Are you kidding? I was like, you know, every time I do this, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, right? And usually it works out. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, but, 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 brother, you, I, I need you to, like, rely on that a little more. Okay. And, and this is for me, too. Yeah. The usually it works out. Yeah. Because that is just who you are. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, <laughs> I, I resent the phrase rest on your laurels. Sure. Because uh, yeah. a good portion of what we're able to do with our eyes closed is laureling. Yeah. So yeah. everybody and everything, fuck off. Yeah. And you go out there and be the wizard that you are, yeah. conjuring spells without having yeah. to think about it. Okay. Just you too. relax. You too. I will. Yeah. Usually it works out. I will keep hold of that. Unfortunately, I think that uh, a lot of my creativity comes from thinking it won't. Okay. <laughs> Does that make sense? Well, visit it, but don't live there. I'm not going to live there. And I'm, I'm looking forward to – so what's the plan for the, for the, the preacher's wife? Well, I'm told um, – uh, spring 24 is the world premiere, and uh-huh. then uh, I'm told we we will go to Broadway in, oh, in, in the fall. Oh, fall. So, so exciting. But, you know, I, well, let's just focus on sp- spring 24. <laughs> okay. It's very exciting, though. It is exciting. Yeah, congratulations so on that. Thank you. And uh, Schmigerdoon. Yes, watch it. I will. All right. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, take a breath, people. Take a breath. Um, Schmigadoon is on Apple TV Plus. Also, Titus and Jane Krakowski will be performing a new show in New York City for three nights only. It's called Center of the Universe, and it's playing from Thursday, June 15th through Saturday, June 17th at Audible's Mineta Lane Theater. Uh, yeah, okay. Hang out for a second. To hear more about the movie Respect that Titus and I were in, you can listen to the episodes with Jennifer Hudson. That's episode 1285. The movie's director, Liesl Tommy, episode 1254. And Marlon Wayans, that's always fun, on episode 1253. All right, so we're on oh, set. no. Yeah. And we're filming a scene in yeah. the movie. Yeah. And there's a, 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 a guy who has a role. Yeah. Not, he's not talking, though. He's not talking. But he's an important character. He's an important uh, He's a, he's an engineer, right? And yeah. so <laughs> he's doing his stuff, and you know it's his. It is before his take. Now he's rehearsing. And yeah, yeah. They're, they're on the cameras on other people. Yeah, but this guy is doing all kind of yeah. stuff. He's yeah. like you know pencils, pencil, and, yeah, writing and things, and, writing, changing notes, yeah, and yeah, yeah. walking over to the band members yeah. and telling them yeah. what pointing what yeah. what key to play in yeah, yeah. you know he grabs the guy's guitar and plucks it a couple t- yeah, yeah. tunes his guitar <laughs> yeah he's got a lot, of, a lot of business <laughs> mark turns over to me and he goes this guy got a lot of business huh <laughs> <laughs> and he says this to me while we're filming <laughs> and i look over and i'm watching this guy yeah. <laughs> And for the rest of the day, I can't unsee it. I fucking can't unsee it. Because then it seems like he gets more, more business. <laughs> he's got he's to make it interesting. I mean, I understand it. All of those are available for free right now on whatever podcast app you're using and at WTFpod.com. If you want all WTF episodes ad-free, sign up for WTF+. Plus. Just click on the link in the episode description or go to WTFpod.com and click on WTF+. Plus. All right. Okay, here's a little guitar that I I didn't sweat. I didn't sweat this too much.
Boomer lives. Monkey and LaFonda, cat angels everywhere.